And we are back. After a long hiatus. After a nice, <laughs> nice long hiatus. I know. I mean, you know, 2018, behind the wheel here on RacingJunk.com. I am Chris Tater Young. That is the lovely and talented Miss Ellen. So, but, but, but. We had the holidays. Yes. January just kind of disappeared. It did. We and had snow and of, ice. Yeah. Oh, God. It's and, been awful. <laughs> and, and flu. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, I passed that, but you, you didn't. You didn't get past that. Did I did you? not. I did not get past it. It did so, not hit me. Yeah, hey. Are you sure? I'm sure. Because, I mean, you know, are you, you ain't coming in here breathing all the no. funk and nastiness. I'm good. You know. Cause, I, have, I have somehow managed to inoculate myself somehow because I... Been around everybody else who's had the flu, and I have not had a touch of it. I'm scared to say that knock on wood. Yeah, I was gonna say you just wait because it's <laughs> it's, it's gonna get bad. I mean, kids out there walking around like petri dishes. <laughs> exactly. And, and I mean, and you know, full disclosure here, we're actually doing this podcast before mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Exactly. Which you know, or else we'd probably throw that in a little bit because Ellen's a huge Patriots fan. I'm, I'm looking at her necklace. Wait a minute. She's wait a minute. Wearing, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. I have Patriots T-shirt on too. <laughs> well, what is it? What does this shirt say? Oh God. Uh, real women love football. Smart women love the Patriots. Oh good lord. <laughs> My buddy Benji. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're yes, so they not. I got. I took the Eagles by ten. Oh, I'm sure you did. I mean, I just. I hope you didn't put a lot of money on that. I hope Tom Brady shows up in UGG boots again, <laughs> and his wife gets on camera because she drinks too much and says something stupid. <laughs> I'm praying for that. That that is because you know they have all these weird bets for the Super Bowl, right? Like what color shirt is Bill Belichick gonna wear? And, you know, <laughs> <His> great hoodie. <laughs> mine was I got a hundred bucks that says Giselle's gonna get drunk and complain about something. <laughs> And tick off a defensive lineman somewhere. I just and Tom Brady's gonna show up with UGG boots, his with his hair. That's all right. By the time you guys hear this, the Super Bowl will be over. The Patriots will be six-time champions. So, uh, and you know what? And after that, we can focus on <laughs> on racing. Racing it's time. It's time again. It is time. You know, it has been a long off season this year. It really has, and it's been. You know, I, it seems like everybody went dormant. I could finally hardly find anybody. What do you guys hide under a rock when racing season's over? <laughs> I mean, well, if you think about it, it's it's a pretty long season. It so is. when when it's downtime, you got to take that downtime. You got to yeah. take that rest. Yeah. They don't want to deal with us anyway. No, that's true. Because I mean, I'm just you know I'm gonna be poking them with weird questions, and you're gonna be hitting them with analytics and stats, and it's just gonna be like, wait, what? <laughs> I forgot who I am. What are you talking? And it's about? like, wait a minute, she, she's over there knowing everything. Who's this dude that's just standing here? <laughs> but you know, we also want to take a minute to thank our guests from the last behind the wheel, uh, 2018 NHRA champions Brittany Forrest, Robert Height, and Bo Butner. Um, you talk about a cool family. That's exactly right, and they're already gearing up. I mean, it seems like every other day I hear that Brittany's got something new going on with her car she's been um hanging out with celebrities like taylor swift oh and <laughs> it seems like she she's actually the only driver i think i've seen so much of during the off season you know that brings a lot of good spotlights when you start hearing stuff like that mm-hmm. to the sport and and to her especially because she deserves it mm-hmm. um i hope they really have a lot of success in 2018 i'm um, looking forward to see what they do but that type of stuff can really kick the sport into high gear. You start seeing her on social media with Taylor Swift, or you start seeing her on Insta Snap chats. <laughs> Insta Snapchat. Yeah, them, them, <laughs> them chat snaps and the Insta hams and the Twitters. I mean, you start seeing that stuff out. You know, next thing you know, she's hanging with Taylor Swift, and then she's hanging with Bruno Mars. Well, maybe she'll be hanging out with Giselle tomorrow. And then she's dating Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> or who's giving you another one of the Marvel guys? Uh, I don't know all the Marvel guys. I don't know Tony Stark. <laughs> Was it Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, Ugh. all of them. 
But no, I'm I'm really you know we're really thankful that we uh, had them on the last behind the wheel. Uh, and this one, we actually have a very special podcast coming up today. Yes, we do. Chris, we started off uh, last season with an inspirational story. Um, for those that have been following us throughout the season, you know that uh, last year we started the first Behind the Wheel podcast with a special guest named Shane Meal, who mm-hmm. those of you who have been around the NASCAR scene know that Shane was a big name uh, many years ago before we started going into the Sprint Cup and all that. And, um, you know, Shane... Um, was very honest um, with us about kind of how he fell out of the NASCAR scene. And it's a great story. It's a great story. If you get a chance, go back and listen to it. I believe it was our, yeah, it was our first podcast. It was podcast. our very first podcast. And it was an honor to speak to him. And, yes, mm-hmm. he's had some issues, but who hasn't? Right. And he even is now paralyzed. And although he's paralyzed, he didn't let that stop his life. No, he doesn't drive that much anymore. But now he is using what has happened to him to inspire others and to help others that want to continue in the sport, even if they have something as serious as paralysis. And the fun thing is, is our next guest, our new guest on our new 2018 Behind the Wheel podcast, is a lot like Shane, um, had a serious accident, um, and was actually involved in motocross, Mm -hmm. and tried a little bit of dirt racing, but got a little bit more into the two-wheel side of the sport, and had an unforeseen accident in his backyard practicing for a motocross race, and wound up paralyzed. Um, But instead of just giving up, much like Shane, um, he came back and decided that he's still going to drive. Maybe he's not going to do two-wheel anymore, but he's going to do something entirely different. So I'm excited to speak to this driver and find out exactly how he came back to racing not even long after his accident. And, you know, while this accident and a new lifestyle probably would have taken a lot of people out of the sport, Mm -hmm. I mean, out of whatever they do, I sprain my ankle or I get a sneeze, I'm not coming to work. That's right. (laughs) But our guest today not only took that drive and that motivation to continue doing what he did, altered everything that he did, and I believe his mantra, I can, I will, turned into I did, I won. That's right. You know, this past year. So we're very excited to be able to talk to Eric Saunders, who's going to be coming up here in just a few minutes. And uh, I, I mean, I got to tell you, we started last year off with an inspirational story, mm-hmm. going to start 2018 off with an inspirational story. You got your work ahead of you uh, for we, lining we up definitely stuff. Do. <laughs> we have our work ahead of us. It's going to be hard to beat this first guest. But, you know, I, I don't really want to take away from any of our guests that are coming Mm-mm. up. But if we're starting off the year right like this, I can only imagine how it's only going to get better. Well, it's bound to. And, right. and we got a few tricks up our sleeve, too. That's right. So coming up in just a few minutes, right on the other side of the commercial break, we will be speaking with Eric Saunders from Lakeville, Indiana. So paralyzed from the waist down, but that didn't stop him to continue doing what he did, racing. So behind the wheel, we'll be right back. Attention racers, race fans, and gearheads. If you're looking to buy, sell, or trade the stuff that stokes your engine, then check out RacingJunk.com. RacingJunk.com is the world's number one online racing and performance classifieds, where you'll find what you need to rock your ride. Check us out at RacingJunk.com. Racing and performance classifieds built to go fast. So welcome back to Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. And uh, on the phone with us right now, we have a very special guest. You heard us tease it a little bit just a few minutes ago, but the lovely and talented Miss Ellen, go ahead and tell us who we got on the line. We have got a very inspirational driver who has overcome a lot in his life and has not let anything take him down. Um, right before we started recording, Chris, Eric said something amazing to me that is mm-hmm. probably going to stick with me forever. Right, Eric, I love your mantra when you said you create life for yourself. 
So welcome, Eric Saunders. Tell us how you created life for yourself and where your love for motorsports spawned from. Well, it started uh, probably, I don't know, when I was probably six years old, I got into motocross. And uh, my dad's been really good friends with Tony Stewart, and he got behind me. And I raced motocross for about 12 years, and then I got paralyzed uh, when I was 18. So it was it was kind of a heartbreak that I got hurt, but it's like, you know, what am I going to do? You know, that's the, that's the whole thing. What am I going to do to keep myself occupied? And that's when I decided to get into some micro racing. Uh, this was in 2012. And it, it just, it kind of, you know, like I, I told my dad, you know, racing's always been in my blood. And I've just been so fortunate with having the people behind me that have always stuck behind me. So it's just, it's coming, I mean, since I was six years old with being involved with motorsports. Now, Eric, right after the accident, how long afterwards did you set your mind that you're going to just keep going? Did you have a period of time there where it was like, okay, I'm done? Or was it instantaneous, I'm coming back? Uh, I'd say it's just the instinct of being uh, coming from motocross. Um, it's just motocross to have a different mentality than anybody else. I mean, you get hurt and you just you, you put that mindset like, okay, I'm coming back even even stronger than I was before that's what my whole thing was, you know, what can I challenge myself and challenge my body to, to overcome? And I believe I actually, you know, the brain is the strongest thing in your body. And yep. if you want to do something in life, you know, you put your, your mind to it and you just set those goals. And, you know, I got, I have so many goals that I haven't even started, but you know, it's just, um, I think this year is going to be a really good year um, to get those goals started. And I'm, really excited to have you know all the people behind me you know um we've been partners with jay pistons and caliber coatings and there's a guy named tracy trotter down in north carolina down in charlotte he owns calico and he's been behind me since motocross days and he was the one that really helped me get into the micro racing and and i've always it's funny because i told my dad when i was 15 years old i said dad maybe when i turn about 18 i'll go ahead and jump in some four-wheel stuff and everybody always talk to my dad about you know why aren't those boys of yours in race cars you know you got all the connections you got all these people and i just i never once i when i was racing motorcycles i just never wanted to do anything else and that's kind of when my accident happened when i a day before my 18th birthday Oof. i kind of thought you know this is my this is my time that i i could show people that what i am still able to do you know it's it, I believe, you know, you have better eye-hand coordination than eye-foot coordination. You can pick a needle up with your hands. You can't pick it up with your feet. Right. I thought, you know, with throttle control and different things like that, I mean, you use your hands for, you know, for, for me, it's everything that I do. And um, I've just adapted so well with the race cars. And, uh, you know, I got I got the best of the best um, to, to be able to challenge myself. I got the sweet manufacturing, Randy Sweet. He's helped me out um, with steering and, there's just there's so many people that have been behind me wow. to get, just help me you know move that much further in racing and being able to give me the best of the best you know and that, that's what I that's all racing is I mean you got to have the best to be able to compete mm-hmm. and you have to have the the great people in the industry behind you you know and that's there's so many good people out there that that have helped me out so Eric hearing this passion come out of you man I mean I'm hearing the passion just come through you has this always been with you like since you were a kid because I know your family built a bunch of stuff in the back you know you had the motocross uh, the motocross track had an oval is that where it spawned from or even before that 
were you just like uh, crazy motivated? It's, you know, I, I don't know. It's always been in my blood, you know, and uh, it's funny because you said the oval track. Um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Bentley Warren, mm-hmm. but Bentley Warren was the one that actually built my, uh, it was the oval in the backyard. He built it for the micro. And That's Mr. Ms. Warren's boy. <laughs> it, it was it was really funny that he he came out and built the track and I maybe drove it a few times and I was like eh I don't know I'm kind of over going around in circles so then I <laughs> as a kid as a kid <laughs> yeah. I'm over going in circles you need to give me something tougher son you're not even old enough to reach the remote yet I mean, what, <laughs> what in the world yeah. Eric I, I know I don't know if it was just. I, I don't know. It was really weird because I never thought it was a challenge to, to run around, you know, in race cars and stuff. But mm-hmm. now that I'm older and I, and I realize that, you know, going around in circles, that's not what it's about. There's so much more to it that people people say, oh, race cars are easy. They have no clue. I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, it, now, hang on. It, now, Eric, 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 <laughs> now, hang on. <laughs> now, you made a pretty important friend who yeah. made a pretty good living going around, around in, in circles. circles. That's right. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. But uh, which yeah, one was that? Which friend was that again? Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of friends that you know have done very, you know, very made very well livings, you know, on two wheels and four wheels. So you know, and it's it's just, um, you know, I would say they're in the same situation. You know, they've been very blessed with the life mm-hmm. that they've lived, and mm-hmm. that's what I, that's what I think it's all about. You know, is um, you just gotta you gotta take what you can get and. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of with what I am, you know. Um, I've been very, like you said, I mean, I'm very passionate about it. And um, there's, I still love motorcycle stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, people wanted me to do, I had deals where I could have done the X Games, but I thought, you know, mm-hmm. there's no reason for me to get hurt. Yeah. You know, I have yeah. my hands and I'm able to, you know, use my hands. So why would I want to risk breaking my neck and not being able to have that? But exactly. It's just, it, you know, you just you look at life so much different. You know, being in my situation, you know, everything's just a blessing. You know, um, being able to, like I said today, you know, going down the shop, you know, and our family's still together. So that's that's the number one thing. I mean, family. Oh, that's beautiful. Is everything. And Eric, I but what what I was picking on a little bit was how you got your start in motorsports. That friend that I mentioned, <laughs> Tony Stewart. Yeah. 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 He's, Tell uh, me about that one. You know. Yeah, how did you meet Tony? How did you and Tony meet? Um, my dad's known him since he was a kid. You know, my dad, he t- he tells people all these stories, and uh, I mean, it, it, I don't even remember how old Tony was when my dad met him. But my dad, he could go on and on about stories with Tony. But um, Tony stuck with me. I mean, he started helping me out when I was like nine years old, mm-hmm. and until I got hurt, uh, he dedicated the race when I was in. ICU and mm-hmm. that was just, right. That was the coolest thing ever, you know, um, to be able to have somebody like that behind me and, you know, just he's just so passionate about racing too, and that's why he's still running sprint cars and mm-hmm. just you know he's got so much love for the sport and that's what people need to realize, you know, these people that do that for the sport that they're doing it because it's their passion, you know, and and I think that's awesome that Tony's still giving back to the sport, you know, that that's the number one thing. And you mentioned that Tony, you know, had dedicated that race to you. How do you feel he and others in the sport have helped you get back to your motorsports dream after that accident? And do you remember a lot about that accident that day? Um, it, you know, with them helping me out, just by, 
I'd say more or less just motivating me uh, mm-hmm. to to live life. You know, that that's mm-hmm. the number one thing. You got to live life, and it, with me, um, that's all. That's my number one thing. I mean, I always say I can, I will, but uh, that was my my quote, and it's really funny because I've always stuck with that. It, it didn't matter. Um, that's like the mindset that I've had and just to be able to overcome a lot of stuff. Uh, but it's life, it's, it's life and you never know what you're going to be given on any day, you know, but, um, with my accident, uh, I don't remember much. My body mm-hmm. kind of went into shock, but mm-hmm. like for the first probably week or two, I don't, I don't really remember much at all. How long were you in the hospital? Do you know? Uh, I was in ICU for a month, and then I went into rehab for a month. So it was like two months that I was basically not around, you know, my motorcycles or any kind of racing at all. But I, I, I still watched it on my phone or on the laptop. You know, I, I still had that love, and mm-hmm. it, it kind of made me. It made me look at life so much different once my accident happened. But it's funny because uh, when I was in rehab, they had us go around the the facility, and I would go out there. They'd be like, oh, well, you got to try to beat this time. And I was like, why Why do I have to beat my time that I had before? Why can't I try to beat who set the fastest yep. time? And mm-hmm. that's, that's how I was always, you know, being in the motorsports industry, you always set yourself to, okay, I'm going to beat this time. I'm going to beat this, you know, and it's, it's always a competition. So mm-hmm. that's what I loved about it, you know. And, I mean, how did you, I guess, how were you able to make that jump from motocross, you know, to sprint cars? Because obviously – you, you know, probably made that decision once they told you you were paralyzed. Okay, I'm going to race again. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. How did you make that decision that I'm going to go into dirt racing or I'm going to go into sprint cars? Uh, it was just, I, I believe, um, you know, on a motorcycle and, and being in a race car, it's, believe it or not, it's very similar. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of what what you do in the sprint car is what you do on the race or on the dirt bike and you transition it. I mean, it's people ask, Oh, how can you use hand controls? I'm like, it was Ricky Carmichael. He's like, I, we were up at Redbud and mm-hmm. he was up there with his offer a trophy truck. And he's like, how can you do that? I'm like, Ricky, I've used my hands, you know, on the motorcycle all my life. You know, mm-hmm. It's no yeah. different, but it's just, uh, I was going to ask, was that from the motorcycle? Did they give you paddle shifters? How did the, cause I mean, you're talking about technological advancements right mm-hmm. there. Tell me about those, those paddles, man. Tell me about the hand controls. Uh, basically the hand controls are on just a normal steering wheel. Uh, it's like, a it came from like a motorcycle throttle cable and then it goes into, it's, it's really hard to explain, but if you see pictures of it, it's so basic, you know, it's, you, we didn't recreate the wheel like everybody thinks we sh- we should have done, but mm-hmm. basic, um, like but said, cool. basic, but cool, basic, but cool. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it is, I mean, it, and like I said, I mean, Randy Sweet, I don't know if you guys heard of Randy Sweet with Sweet mm-hmm. Manufacturing. Mm-hmm. He is one of the smartest guys that I have ever met. I mean, he is so intelligent, and he's the one that really showed us, you know, why do we need to recreate the wheel? You know, the wheel is supposed to be there. Like, you know, we. why do we need to recreate it? It's been like that forever. So um, we, we really just left it really basic, and we figured, you know, why can't we, we use the – it's I mean, it's so hard to explain, but the throttle goes right. We put it, like, right in the top of the steering wheel. That way, if, you know, you don't get crossed up when you turn mm-hmm. the steering wheel. Right, um, right. Because that's what a lot of people, you know, I know a lot of people that have been paralyzed, and they try to get into it, and 
they don't, um, you know, they don't have the right equipment mm-hmm. to make it where you don't get crossed up. Um, but Randy has helped me out with not getting crossed up and, and, you know, there's different things like people can speed up the racks and the steering. It's just, I mean, technology is unbelievable. And that's, that's why I say, you know, you can't, you can't doubt yourself, you know, and, and that's the one thing that I've never done. Uh, I believe I'm just as capable of winning as everybody else. And that, that's the way that I look at it. I would say you're more capable yeah. of, of winning than, than yeah, I mean, I hear people complain about coming to work with a, with a head cold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's normal for people. Though. I mean, people always want to, you know, kind of put themselves in a situation like, oh, I can't do something. And it's like, you can do whatever you want, you know, but uh, people, I, I don't know, it's, it's, they're human beings, you know, that's, that's yeah. the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, your story, you know, as, as, as super inspirational as it is, yeah. reminds me of one of our very first podcasts that we did, mm-hmm. our buddy and yours, Shane mm-hmm. Mill. Mm-hmm. So, Eric, tell me how you met Shane and, and the relationship you guys have now. Uh, I met Shane, it, it was actually really crazy because uh, it was right after my accident, Shane got paralyzed. But mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. Shane got paralyzed, um, he seen my dad at, the, at a USAC meeting and uh, Shane was like, Irish, I don't know what I would do if I was in your son's situation. And mm-hmm. it was like a few weeks later and, and Shane got uh, paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And it was um, really just crazy. And my dad was actually there before his dad and his mom got there. Uh, but then Shane, you know, he was the one that helped me run the Chili Bowl two years mm-hmm. ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. that was that was a really, you know, if if you don't, if you don't try something, you know, we went out and ran the chili bowl, but I've never been in a midget. I mean, that was my first time ever being in a midget. Mm-hmm. So I've never, I've never ran a midget before, but it's like, you're going to compete against the best of the best. And I said, you know, if we ever do it again, dad, I said, we have to get seat time. I said, seat time is what makes the difference from those guys running those cars all year long. And from us not even running them at all. So it's just, you know, with Shane helping me out and, and letting me, live that dream to be able to run that. And that was always a dream of mine to be able to, to compete at the Chili Bowl. And that, that's that's so cool that he gave me that opportunity. And, and he's showing other people, you know, what he's capable of. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. I seen his mom put something out there not that long ago about how he's going to college. And I think that's, he that's is. huge mm-hmm. for somebody like him, yeah. you know. And and that's just, he wants to better his future. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's just about, you know, everybody has a choice in life. You know, if they want to do something, they can do it. But if you don't do it, then you might regret it later, you know. Which I leads completely. me to your motto. Yeah. Eric, what is your motto? Uh, they've always, you know, I, I've stuck with it. And it was, uh, I can, I will. And um, it, it's just, I don't know. I, we, we've stuck with that for a long, long time. And I think that's what kind of put my whole story at the next level, you know, and is that what makes it more than just words to you is everything you've been through or is there something else that makes I can, I will more than just words? It's for sure. I mean, it's just the the motivation behind me and what I want to um, do in my future. I mean, I've talked about doing foundations, uh, but I think, you know, I've been really blessed at the, the opportunities that I've got to do. And I said, uh, I got to use that exoskeleton and, that's like, I mean, that, that, that whole deal is unreal. Mm-hmm. And I told my, my parents, I said, 
here's the thing, you know, these, these exoskeletons, they're around $90,000. And right. mm-hmm. insurance will rarely ever cover those. And I said, right. why can't I start a foundation to give people in my situation the opportunity to be able be to, to experience something like that? I said, because, you know, it's so, it's heartbreaking to me because, like I said, I'm I'm very fortunate um, that I had, you know, so much support and mm-hmm. people to help me out um, with getting the right supplies, the right, you know, making my house, I say, handicap accessible, but mm-hmm. just being able to go around it with my wheelchair, uh, you know, the, the community came together. Everybody's come together. I mean, mm-hmm. the whole motorsports industry came together to help me find the right people that I need to, you know, have behind me. And uh, I say, you know, these people can't even afford to make their house handicap accessible or right. get the right equipment. And it's, it's you know, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being in somebody's shoes like that because I've never, I've never had to deal with that. And I say, you know, why can't I help out somebody that's less fortunate than what I am, you know? And that, that's what my whole goal is. Um, for my future to help out people that are in my situation. And I really, I really just, I, I have so much uh, to give for people, you know, and that, that's the way that I look at it. Um, but that's what I really, really want to do. I, I just care about others, you know, and, and a lot of people, they just don't, I mean, they can say they do, but they don't show it. And right. I want right. to be able to express that, you know. So would you say that's probably your next challenge standing in your way? Because, now, you've got organizations like the Wounded Warrior Project that are trying to do much of the same thing because, I mean, you're seeing more sol- more and more soldiers, both men and women, coming back that are wounded in much the same way. Um, you know, do you think that's probably your next challenge is starting a foundation or have you already started the next challenge and do you feel that your foundation is going to do more? Uh, I'm, I, I'm not sure yet. Uh, it's just, you know, I've... I've got uh, I've got some crazy goals out there, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Ricky James, but I believe making a name. He he ran a lot of off-road trophy trucks, and mm-hmm. he's made a name for himself because he's the one that really inspired me to get into four wheels. He's done off-road trophy trucks. He's done mm-hmm. triathlons. He's done everything that you can believe of, and he was actually like the first ever paraplegic to backflip a motorcycle and I think that was the craziest thing ever but he told me he's like you know why why can't I do this you know and and I really looked at it and I was like man look what this dude's doing I said I could do exactly what he's doing but I think um the foundation you know when I started Mm -hmm. and I don't know like I said I want to have the right people Mm -hmm. um behind the foundation before I start it because it's about the, the the people that um make something like that like an organization right you know really take off is the people that are um involved with it and that's that's i just got to get the right people involved with it to be able to take off you know and and i want to be able to do as much as i can for other people but it's just about finding the right people that you know would be the right candidate for that so that's a great um goal to have in mind and you know you talked about ricky james and you've got shane meal you've got other uh, drivers and others involved in the sport, you know, motorsports is a great family community to start an organization. And you've heard of a lot of these, you know, kind of at what they call uh, superstar drivers starting their own foundation, supporting different things, including Tony Stewart, who's had his own foundation. You know, why not just get a group of 
motorsports drivers, others that you're involved with, things like that, and put together your own foundation where you support those who are paralyzed or those who have some kind of, you know, illness or weakness or are or, or just afraid to go after their goals. You know, that's that's a great idea. And there's not enough motivation out there still for people these days to go after, you know, what your goal is, no matter what's happened or mm-hmm. what's, what's going on in your life. Yeah, and that, that's the thing that's sad. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, people, they don't, they don't go outside of their, their comfort zone. And that's, that's what I've always done is I've, you know, I never, I never even thought I would be able to even win a race. You know, my first time out, I'm like, man, what am I doing out here? Like, I'm going to get laps. I'm going to hurt somebody. I don't know what I'm even doing, but you know, after racing, you know, I, I've only raced, I mean, let's see, it's probably been five years now mm-hmm. going into six years, but it's, just um it takes time you know and and i believe that uh it's just about going out of your comfort zone and and not knowing really i I never knew what my future was going to be like i mean i didn't even know i would even be in a car you know it's just about going outside your comfort zone and trying something different or Mm -hmm. you know like with me i want to like i said i mean i want to help as many people as i can and uh, like you said, you know, there's not enough motivation out there. And yeah. mm-hmm. that's the, that's the sad thing about today's generation, you know, and mm-hmm. there's social media and social media is huge, but it's like, what's the next step from, you know, cause everything that that's out there will die off. Like it's, it's yes. YouTube. You think about YouTube, YouTube's mm-hmm. a huge platform, mm-hmm. but what's the next step? What's the next social media step? Because so, like YouTube will be around, who knows how long we'll be around, you know, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Um, that I say there's there's so much stuff out there and people are coming out with new things every single day. So mm-hmm. uh, I want to be able to get on a platform that I know will be stable, where I can be able to tell you know and, and show other people like uh, that's all I, of I, them right now. Right. I mean that's yeah. all of them. Yeah, just get on yeah, all that, of them. Yeah, exactly. And and, and the more the, the the more chances you get to do things like this, mm-hmm. you, you know, like being here on behind the wheel spreading that message, people are going to flock to you. Exactly. And they're yep. going to want to help you mm-hmm. in any you know avenue that you see. I mean, if there's you know just a couple of people listening, if you are one of those people who maybe you're involved in racing, maybe you're involved in automotive, and you just want to help people, maybe you just want to build a car for somebody who is paralyzed to get from A to B every day. I mean, mm-hmm. could you imagine having hand-controlled cars? I mean, we have electric cars. Why can't we have hand-controlled cars going back and forth on the highway every day. I mean, why And that exoskeleton he's talking about. Yeah. Is, I mean, that, that is amazing. Yeah, and um, Shane actually had a chance to try that as well. Now, he hasn't done much with it since, you know, several years ago. Mm-hmm. But why couldn't, you know, more soldiers, for instance, come home and have something like that where they can go back and they can work and do something else with their, you know, yeah. they're, they're all going to retire from the military at some point anyway. You know, why couldn't, why does their life have to stop if they are injured? That's what it feels like a lot of this country has gone to, this has happened to you. Now your life has to stop. Well, we complain more than we. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> than, than, than we react. Eric, tell us what can we expect to see next from the from Eric Saunders. What are we going to get next? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, that's I like I tell people. You know, I live my day one day at a time, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that, that's the way that I've always lived it. And I know that uh, February 13th, I'm actually going to try. There's two exoskeletons that I'm going to try. It's at, Well, I'm doing the rewalk again, but I'm going to try a different one. And uh, 
I'm sure you'll see more of that story come out. I'm sure I don't know what news people are going to pick up on it. Right. But it's I just I want to be able to get uh, more publicity for that you know the exoskeleton stuff because I mm-hmm. think that's the body's made to stand up and why can't you know people that are in wheelchairs or or paralyzed or whatever you know why can't they get into this stuff and mm-hmm. you know insurance. They, like I said, I mean, they don't, they won't cover hardly anything for, for people to do that, but mm-hmm. it's just about um, being able to get people to, to do that. That's why I said that the foundation deal would be huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We that. need but to get it, that foundation not, started. Mm-hmm. I, I say, but it, it's the foundation part is uh, with racing. I mean, it, it's all of racing. I mean, motorsports, I mean, it's motorcycle stuff. I mean, there's race cars, there's, there's all snowcross. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so much stuff out there that we could help out, you know, if people get hurt and we could benefit those people because I mean, they get these medical bills and it's huge, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, just the little things. I mean, with me racing race cars, that's one thing, but, um, being able to, um, help out other people is what I'm all about. And, and I've got to do some speaking and with the boys and girls clubs and nice. uh, the, the 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 place that I work for it's it's Lipper Components they do a lot of they have like nine thousand employees and mm-hmm. it's a huge huge company and um, the CEO of our company his his slogan is everyone matters and I, I think that goes for outside of that company I I, I stick with that no matter what you know in my day to day life it's everyone matters I mean that that's you just think about mm-hmm. that and you really put that people don't think about that anymore. It's, they don't care about anybody else. A lot of people don't. I mean, they're so stuck on themselves. And I Mm -hmm. I say with that company and that, what his words, you know, mean to me, I'm like, man, that's, that's huge. And he, he talked about getting me to meet with the boys and girls club with the the president behind that. And I said, that would be a huge platform to talk to the youth. I mean, the Mm -hmm. youth generation is what's really hurting. And I say with, the youth for motorsports too, and uh, you know that, that's the thing that I'm worried about is what 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 is uh, the future for the motorsports industry? I mean, there's mm-hmm. it's hurting all around. So I said we got to mm-hmm. get more youth generation into motorsports. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, I want to do too. And and uh, there's, like I said, I mean, I, my brain is always thinking of new things that I could help out. You know, with people, with the youth to help out the motorsports industry. I mean, it, it's just. Um, but that, that's what I want to do. I mean, I want to just help out everybody that I can. And it's either talking to them, whatever I can do. I mean, it's it's about just helping out others. And that, and I care so much about other people. So that that's what I really just want to do. I want to I want to put those those goals kind of just as high as I can, you know, and put them put as many as I can up there. But um, that's that's what my goals are, just to help out as many people as I can through racing, um, through telling my story to whatever I can do, you know, that, that's what it's all about. I see more and more people flocking to you as your story gets out. Yes. I, I see your foundation coming to life soon. Yeah. I mean, I, I bet you'll I'm have no problem. Yeah, <laughs> I am too. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I bet you'll have no problem getting yes. support and publicity for it. Cause I mean, it's dude, it's, it's right on. If there's yep. somebody, if there's one of our listeners who might be listening to you, tell us a little bit about your goals and wanting to help others. How could they get in touch with you? How can they become involved with what you've got in mind? Well, we uh, we recently were about to launch our website, which will be saundersracing.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we have 
social media. I mean, there's Saunders Racing or Eric Saunders Racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can reach me on there, and um, it's it's just I want to get in contact with the right people. And mm-hmm. uh, like my dad said, you know, when you want to build something, you have to have the right people uh, to really be stable with, you know, starting something like that. And mm-hmm. um, and I believe that in any kind of business form, you know, because really, I mean, it's it's you just have to have the right people behind you and, and to be able to make something like that come to life. So it's about getting the right people in, in contact um, to start something like that. So that's mm-hmm. really what I'm waiting for, you know, for the right time to start something like that with the right people mm-hmm. that will really, that really believe in the same thing that I do. You know what I mean? It, yeah. I see that happening. People, oh yeah. Yeah. It, that That's the one thing that, you know, you want to make sure that they have the same outlook on stuff, the same outlook on life, that you do or the same outlook on other people that you do. I see that absolutely happening. I mean, dude, once once hearing your story, it's, it's going to be a no brainer. So once again, if you want to get a hold of Eric, it's uh, Saunders racing or Eric Saunders racing and the website, uh, which is going to be up soon is what once again, it is Saunders racing.com Saunders racing.com. Right. Eric, you have such a great story. Yes, very um, inspiring. Thank man, you so much. Man, we cannot wait to see what's going to happen and what's going to develop for you. Please stay in touch because uh, we're going to be following you uh, and your career. And one of the things that we like to do near the end of our podcast here at uh, Behind the Wheel is we like to have a little fun Yes, as, as well. Not at all to detract from this awesome story. Right. But full disclosure, we are recording this before the Super Bowl. <laughs> I knew he was going to bring it up. And, you know, that that's a pretty big thing. You know, it, it, it is a thing that, yes. that takes place. Yes. Um, and, Eric, what you don't know is I'm a huge Chicago Bears fan, so I got no dog in this fight. No, you don't. Sorry. Ellen, I haven't had a dog in this fight since 86. Thank you. Ellen is a huge All big, big New England Patriots fan. To the, to, to the tune of she has Tom Brady tattooed on her back. I do not. Um, and she's wearing, I'm a Rob Gronkowski fan, not a Tom Brady fan. And she's wearing his his custom-made Ugg boots as we speak. Not. as As well as Giselle's cologne, oh Ode de Douche. So, so, Eric, do you have any predictions for what we're going to see in the Super Bowl? Are you a fan? Who do you think is going to win? I don't know. I mean, it's that's the whole thing. It's a toss-up. Uh you know, football is those those guys are athletes, and, and mm-hmm. it's I would say I don't know. I mean, it, it's a hard it's a hard pick in that fight. I mean, the Patriots are cheaters. Both. I just want to throw oh, that okay, out there. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> According to everybody else yeah, who is no, jealous I, of the Patriots, I would say you know I'm I'm pretty close to Chicago, so I would probably have to say Chicago Bears. But you know what? That right there is a Bears fan because we don't care. Look, we got our Portillos, and, and we got our, we got our deep dishes. So I mean, you know, we're fine. We're gonna pull for the Bears anyway in the big game. That's how it goes. That's a Bears fan right there. Well, they'll they'll all be sitting in the stands, um, waiting to uh, kind of see if they can ever have a chance to get into the Super Bowl. We'll be again. waiting on our Giordanos to be delivered. So there you go. Yeah, we're just gonna be sitting in the stands, going, "We wish we could be on the field." <laughs> Eric, thank you so much for joining us, man. We are looking Thanks, forward Eric. to see what happens in 2018. We wish you the best of luck. And, you know, if there's any way that we can help out with you or the foundation, we are here to help you out. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, I'm just, I'm, I really appreciate your guys' time, but, you know, 
that Super Bowl, though, it's just, <laughs> I, it's funny because it, you know, with being, it's right in my backyard with, uh, we got Notre Dame and, yeah. but it, it's, you know, football's a, it's, it's a cool sport too. You know, I follow a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't know about, I don't know about the Bears though. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. You we, never know. They'll we come will, back someday. We will not be we'll, in the we'll Super Bowl in any time soon. Could be 10 yeah, years we'll from now, maybe 20. We'll have to keep on waiting for that, though. But no, it's a uh, it's a cool deal. But I appreciate your guys' time. Thank and, um, you. I really uh, I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Yeah, stay in touch. We look forward to hearing more about your foundation. And hey, as soon as it's up and rolling, we'll just have to bring you back. That's right. Congratulations, right, Eric. Yes. Good luck, buddy. We look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you, Eric. All right. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Wow. What a story. You know, we sit here and we complain about the things that we have to do from day to day. We complain about the Chicago Bears never being able to make it to the Super Bowl. And we complain about Tom Brady being called a cheater. But you know what? You know, Think about Eric Saunders yes. the next time you have a headache and yes. you don't want to go to work. This guy, before he even turned 18, lost the ability to walk while being a motocross athlete. And now he's won races. And instead of just saying, I'm never going to be able to get on a bike again, he said, okay, well, maybe I won't, you know, do motocross, but I'll just go and I'll, you know. I will take over another sport. Yeah, I mean, who does that? Who doesn't just say, oh, well, I I don't know. I guess I'll just have to sit at home and not really get into the sport I love anymore. I'm just going to have to be in the background. I'm not going to, yeah. I mean, you think he just just went to the shop one day and was like, all right, boys, what can y'all put on the handle so I can drive? Exactly. I mean. Who does that? He was in ICU for a month. Yeah. And you you so rarely see anybody who goes through something like that to have, you know, such a motivation to also want to help others. I mean, you know, he could have got selfish. He could have said, okay, how can we help me go back to motocross, for instance? Yeah. Or, you know, how can we make it possible for me to walk again? But instead of him being concerned about himself and what happens in his life, he's more concerned about helping others. He wants to put exos- exoskeletons on wounded warriors. That's awesome. Who? I mean, no. can we get about <laughs> a, a million more of him and put put them in, in the White our, House in, the White yeah. House in yeah. our... And the government, for crying out loud? Yeah, no kidding. Holy smokes, man. Uh, the world would be such a better place. What a <laughs> warrior. So please, if you can, go support Eric Saunders. Mm-hmm. Eric Saunders Racing on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. And we want to and thank LinkedIn. Eric. <laughs> and, and LinkedIn. Uh, you know, I don't I don't have all them chat snaps and <laughs> all them other fancy things that you Patriots fans use. You know, us good old boys from South Boston, we believe in walking up the driveway with a canister of moonshine if we want to talk to somebody. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. I ain't got a problem with that either. Somebody asked me the other day if they were going to text me. I said, what? <laughs> What's that even mean? I do text, though. I do text. Yeah, I was going to say, don't let him fool you. He's got a bigger phone than I do it here. It's a damn cookie sheet. Look, look at this thing. He does. He has a huge phone. What's, all right, all right, He's what's, over here videoing the show. What, so. what is bigger, my phone or my 789 head? I'd say your phone. <laughs> oh, no. I got a lot of real estate above my eyebrows. Look at this. Jesus. So, anyway, this has been Behind the Wheel yep. on RacingJunk.com. Next month, we're going to have another great show for you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, and Ellen, prediction for the Super Bowl, give me a score. Oh, score. Wow, that's a hard one. I, I suck at picking the scores. I mean, I know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. Let's see. How much are we going to win by? I'm going, let's just go with my lucky number. I'm going to say we're going to finish with a score of 36 to 27, maybe. 
Okay, okay, okay. Not That's, necessarily going to get that right because I rarely get scores right. I'm saying Eagles. Oh, okay. 28-26. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's going to be close. The I hope Eagles, you didn't put a lot of money on that. The Eagles will be up the first half. We know this. Oh, okay. And if that's the case, then the Patriots will win because, hey, just you know, Hey, just because we struggled will, in the AFC championship game, don't mean we're going to struggle in this game. They'll pump ether into the locker room over there, <laughs> something illegal, whatever Belichick's got up his head. Billy, Billy. <laughs> yes, Billy, Billy. Yeah, forget the friggin' Belichick, your freaking Patriots. I hope, I, hope, I hope Brady gets a hangnail and gout. Can't take it. Hey, that's all right. Gronk will still be out there. That's all that matters. So anyway, we I are mean, rambling. You should have asked me how many Gronk spikes we're going to have during the oh, Super God, <laughs> if I hear one more thing about Gronk and his big Cro-Magnon self, I mean, my, he can't even carry on the conversation. Just look at him. <laughs> just looking at him makes me makes my brain hurt. Just looking at him, I just I stare at the TV and I go, my God, somebody. Does he have handlers? <laughs> he has to have people that walk around with LQ cards on the other side of the camera. And phonetics. It can't be regular. It's phonetics. Football good to me. I mean, he's he's a monster. Oh. Anyway, I'm off my soapbox on your Patriots. And I'm also off the soapbox here on Behind the Wheel at RacingJunk.com. We hope you have a fantastic month. We look forward to seeing you next month right here. I'm behind the wheel. Take us out, Ellen. Let's go.